and we are back and welcome back to the show here on the special Sunday edition of On Deck on CSR. Of course, uh, you can see my partner in cry right there on the bottom of your screen. That is, of course, DJ Coleman, a.k.a. Reese the Ruler, coming up right here. And, of course, yours truly, Charles Prodge Richie. And we are getting ready to go with some NBA basketball right now. As we discussed a little bit in uh, detail last week, uh, yeah, 22-team format. And right now, of the teams that are currently eliminated from playoff contention, we're, of course, being yours truly, the Chicago Bulls right now here in our hometown. And you also got teams like the Hornets, Knicks, Cavs, Pistons, and Hawks from the East. And then you only got two teams from the West with obvious one, the Warriors and the Timberwolves right now. But there's a little bit of concern from certain executives right now uh, for the teams that are eliminated about like uh, having lack of like minicap training or working with some players because because you're start you're stretching out the season right now around late July having the playoffs finish around October you're looking at about nearly a year with hardly any action right there uh how, how do you feel right now still when we look at this 22-team uh, format for the teams who are still in striking distance uh, going into trying to make the playoffs? When you look at teams like the Spurs, the Suns, and others, how, how, how do you think this is affecting the future of the NBA? Uh, just saw a lost research for a second. Uh, here we go. Bring them back on right now. Just stay with us, everybody. And uh, here we go. Hold on one second. We're going to take a quick pause real quick. Just stay with us here for a second. Uh, you're listening to On Deck here on ChicagolandSportsRadio.com. Just going to just play a little something here. Just uh, stay with us for a second, please. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, I'm going to invite you back, but hey, just going to let you know right now, let's just finish the show on Facebook for right now, but going forward, until we figure things out, just between you and I, because I had to stop uh, recording and stuff, uh, let's just go back to Instagram Live for the next show. Only reason, because there's just some frustrating things to try to like share the groups and stuff. Let's just finish on Instagram Live. You want to just do that? Yeah, I'm sorry. There's just a lot of, like, uh, funny things, though. It's just feeling awkward. Whatever I'm trying to share or, like, tag other pages, it's it's acting, like, uh, funky with me right now uh, for whatever reason. I'm sorry okay. about that. That's fine. We can do it on Instagram, though. I like it on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's just uh, do that. Uh, we'll stick with that, then. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I'm going to switch over right now. All right. I'll be, I'll be looking for it. Okay, cool. Bye-bye. 
All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, just want to say thank you for everyone for uh, hanging in there. We're switching back right now to Instagram uh, Live. Uh, like I said, we're just having, uh, for whatever reason, just a lot of uh, issues we're just figuring out right now. We're making some better progress on the Facebook Live on the mobile part, but still, we're just coming across some uh, awkward uh, stuff with the sh viewing and... We're, we're just going to stick over here for from now on, uh, but we could still stream live on the Facebook uh, desktop. That's another thing. But anyway, speaking of the NBA right now, we uh, talk about the teams who are still in contention for the NBA uh, playoffs. When you look at the standings right now, uh, basically the way it's set up, as a reminder, they're only allowing the teams who are actually no more than six games that are going to be like uh, within striking distance to still have a chance at qualifying for the playoffs right now. Uh, we got one inter interesting team in the East, the Washington Wizards right now, who got a losing record, but you also got a guy like John Wall, like Steve A. Smith, who's pointed out, who hasn't played in about a year and a half right now. He's insisting he's going to be ready right there. But then again, you also got some intriguing teams like the West, too. I mean, you still got the Spurs. As bad as they are right now, still within striking distance. They're one of those teams that's six out of the final spot, along with the Suns. And then, of course, you got the Mavericks. So you still got like a little bit of an uh, interesting uh, point right here going into this. But as we left off, how much do you think this is going to affect, like, as far as like uh, teams working with younger players for the teams that are out? when you've been forced to be out with the COVID-19 and then just trying to get around like what training camp and players for the draft, normally this would have been taking place around this time, as a matter of fact, last May. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, a couple of teams, like you said, the other teams didn't make it. I was reading some things about how they were trying to do maybe a little, a little tourney for them that they were thinking about, but I don't know if this is good or bad, but at the same time, they could actually use, this is a lot of time where you can start developing. I don't know if the NBA is now allowing them to actually uh, be in facilities like that, but for young players that's not playing, then this gives you a lot of time to grow your game. I know you can't play competi NBA competition, but at the same time, you can still, you know, uh, train more, you know, learn the playbook, uh, get in the weight room, you know, y'all can get, you, uh, get better on your offense and defense. So it's some ups and it's some downs to it. So it's really how productive can they do with this time off? You know, they have extended time off. You know, player development right now is key. So they need to develop these players right now. And, of course, I mean, we, 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 I remember we were talking last week, too. In addition to that, we're also looking as far as, like, well – what about teams who may have to wait a little bit more time and something does go down again in this tragic event of emergency, depending on how this virus does? I mean, obviously, I think they're doing everything they can to practice, uh, distance themselves from public interaction, uh, make sure they have uh, quick schedules. But in case like the season did have to come to a halt once again, if you had to extend, you know, risk next year's future, I mean, have it start later or not happen at all. Go, if the NBA goes on halt again, we have to. Uh, we have to just um, either we just gonna crown. I say either we just throw the season away or we 
we do will have to be a very very short tournament when, we, when you can resume with like four teams like in college yeah. if the season goes on once again then that's it if you come back you take the top four maybe eight but you take the top four for sure and you just do a play in maybe a best out of three you know for both and then, then you just end it to just crown a champion you know but if it does come to that then um, like I said you have to just wait and see what's going to happen but the time that you're apart you have to just make the best of it um, try to get some leagues try to get some uh, uh, practice team players and just as close as you can to NBA competition just you know play and just play like that scrimmages all that as long as the NBA doesn't ban them from like practicing then I say that that's the best way you just have to stay conditioned you just have to stay conditioned now let me ask you a question right now and speaking of which I mean you got guys who are in the playoffs right now I mean when you look at the West you still got some intriguing teams right there who are still doing well fine and I mean a lot of people are looking of course like the Lakers Clippers Nuggets and the Jazz pretty much as a creep of the crop in the West, but you still got the Rockets who are have nothing to worry about. They're already wrapped up right now. They're the sixth seed. But let me ask you a question. Aside from the Lakers, from the teams I just mentioned right now, who do you think right now like that's that's already been wrapped up when you look at the rest of the format right now? I mean, you still got teams like the Bucks. You got the you got also got the Heat, Jimmy Butler right now, who's uh in his ninth season right now he'll be going into his temp season next year which team do you feel like has the most pressure to get something done right now aside from the Lakers and LeBron James who would you think that would be right now mm, the most team I say the Bucks Bucks you have to uh, with Giannis coming to his contract year you have to would give him a reason why. That's what you have to go and and, and with players' ability to move around, like we've seen with LeBron James and Kevin Durant, I feel like we have to give him that reason why. So a quick exit for the Bucks, or you know, losing to a team where they shouldn't. Like if they play against the Heat and they lose to the Heat and things like that, is like oh, so I take the Bucks. But Bucks definitely have the most pressure, and it's really the most pressure to impress Giannis and to tell him, well, you know, this is what you can win a ring in. I think if there's any pressure, I'll probably look at. I mean, the owner seems to be a little bit nonchalant, and he just seems to be a gamer for whatever reason. But I'll probably have to go with the Houston Rockets right now. Because right now, James Harden can't do any damage control and get into the finals, or yet alone win it all. Because two years ago, I felt like, in my opinion, was his best opportunity, aside from last year getting stumped out by the Warriors once again. I think, if anything, I'd say the Rockets with guys like James Harden, and especially Russell Westbrook right now, who hasn't seemed to figure it out. They've been to the finals, unlike their teammate Kevin Durant, who's actually finished the deal two times. Yeah, he had to do it with a lot more better superior team to do it. He was the MVP on that each of those teams. But I feel like those guys right now, I tell you, if you can't make it out of the second round or go into the finals, I tell you what, Mike D'Antoni might be in some trouble with the owner this year. I, I really feel that. 
because I, I, it's now or never for guys like Harden or Westbrook. I, I understand LeBron James, where we go to another franchise with the Lakers right there. I mean, when you play for such a rich franchise, but I do feel like this at the end of the day, LeBron James, I really feel uh, if it happens in LA, it happens. I think just for the simple fact that he won back for his hometown of Ohio right there, winning that championship, I think he'll get it done in L.A., but I think he's got a little bit more of a security blanket versus guys like Harden and Westbrook. If they if they don't do it now, they're never going to win it, in my opinion. Uh, you know, a lot of late great players do win toward the end of the road. You know, you can look at you know, Gary Payton with the Heat. You know, you can just find players in their late roles. So I want to say they won't win it. Actually, I was going to say the Houston Rockets, but to me, um, I don't think a lot of us got it, you know, and them winning small ball. When they run up against a team like the Lakers, there's no way having, um, what's his name, at the at the center. Um, what's their center that they got? There? For, for who, the Lakers? No, the um, Houston Rockets center, uh, uh, P.J. Tucker. There's okay. no way people like P.J. Tucker can guard Anthony Davis in the post. So I, I want to say the most pressure on them to really win. Maybe to not get bounced out early, but it'd be good to see if, if they can upset maybe a Clippers team and go to like, you know, the, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a Western or Eastern Finals, but if they can go to one of those before the championship, you know, be then it'll be good. But as long as they don't get bounced out in the first round, for sure, second, it all depends on who they play against. But they're not a team that we can look at to really win. You go against teams like the Clippers, you know, against Giannis, because, you know, it's not a it's not a east-west, so it's just the top team right now. So we, I guess it will be cross, you know, teams playing in the playoffs. So when you look at teams like that, there's no way that they're that small ball can last. It will have to be all the threes will have to hit. They will have to be on fire shooting, on fire right. shooting. I just will say this too. Another thing, like uh, what you just said a moment ago. I mean, aside from like the Rockets, but like the Clippers, I want to go back to just a moment ago. Do you really feel like just because of like what Kawhi Leonard did with the Raptors and the experience he had in San Antonio, do you think that's reason enough where people could look at a team like the Clippers and you know say they're not in that category? Like you know, you can't. They're there, you can't trust this team mode versus before because this uh, Clippers at the end of the day, you still gotta learn how to win. You gotta get to that stage. The Raptors for the first time last year. I mean, this is a team who came close so many times aside from getting Kawhi Leonard, where they actually got to the finals four years ago against LeBron James and the Cavs with Kyrie Irving and those boys. I mean, you're able. He got swept, but again, like uh, three years later, after losing to the Cavs along the way, each of those times, Kawhi Leonard comes, LeBron James is in the West, he's not involved in the playoffs because of his growing injury, and by being by boom, you have a championship. Do you think that could be the same, similar case for the Clippers? Like you were just saying, learn how to win. The only person I can say over that, that really doesn't know the winning culture is probably Paul George. You know, Paul George did battle LeBron a couple of right. times over there when he was a pacer. But when you put when, when you 
you have a great mind, like a great coach like Doc River that has done it before, that has been there before, as a player, a great player and champion. And, you know, on, I mean, as a player and as a coach, you look at you look at what he's done, and then you over there, you bring about Kawhi Leonard, the championship that he's done, the him being under uh, coaches like Greg Popovich, as you can see, he's he's a he's a he's a selfless player. It's not about him. I mean, we we beg Kawhi to sh- show some expression. You know, to him when you look at him, it's, he's like one of them guys. It's like man at work. Like while he's there, he's at work. He's I'm only focusing on work. So when you when you have that over there, you can bring a winning coach over there to the Clippers. That's why the Clippers sh- shot up so high in the you know uh, championship odds because when we bring players over there like Kawhi, they bring a winning culture, a championship culture to to, to your team. Just left being a champion over there with with the Spurs. And then he go right over to to a team for one year and win a ring. Like you gotta just get a man some credit. Yeah. You gotta do it. Just one guy went over there and changed it. No one. If the if it started, you probably say Kawhi never be a decent team. But you would never think that they would win a championship. One bounce away. That's how they did it. They one bounce in the corner. Bounce beat beat um. The seventy sixes on that right. and and just took off from there. Like if that should be name of a uh, championship, it should be one bounce away <laughs> because that ball bounced, hit every part of the rim, went in. And but his culture, his winning ability, winning ability, and his unselfishness always makes the Clippers dangerous. What you got? Um, a coach like Doc Rivers, you know, a player's coach, but also is a real coach. Yeah, they're dangerous. No, no, they're definitely dangerous, no doubt about it. I think a guy like Doc Rivers, he gives that respectability, looking like what you saw, what he did in Boston. And for him, I mean, at the time, when he went over to the Clippers back in 2013, he also knew he had, like, the talent like, of guys like uh, who used to be there and Blake Griffin. He already had some key pieces there to work with. I just feel like a guy like Doc Rivers, he knows how to get it done, yes. But real quickly, let's go into our Final Four, East Eastern Western Conference Finals, just Final Four teams before we end this uh, segment. Uh, who do you got lining up in the in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals? I'll start with you. Well, if they, I don't know if they'll do it East, especially with Twitter, but um, if they do, then um, in the um, in the uh, West, I got both. I got LA. I just got I got both LA teams will play, will play each other for a chance to win if they don't end up. You know, being on opposite sides, but if you're doing East West LA's, and then I got the Bucks, and I got the Bucks in the Heat. Ooh, that's a good one right there. I'm gonna probably go. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna definitely say the Lakers will be there in the conference finals. I just think the Clippers. They may just uh, take. They'll probably get bumped along somewhere along the way. I'm gonna say probably Lakers. I'm going to say Lakers and Jazz. And then you'll probably have in the East, definitely have the Milwaukee Bucks over there. Uh, I'll probably say Bucks, Celtics probably. Celtics is still a team who's uh, been as close before a couple years ago. They're still players in this game. They're only three, the number three seed right now. and could still make a strong case for being the number two seed. 
if they're not careful. They're only like three games back from the Toronto Raptors right there. And when you look at everything, what they've done too, I mean, just like the Raptors, they do well at home, but the only thing is what's been their problem is just the way they've done on the road. I mean, yeah, like the Raptors right now, same records at home, four games over, I mean, 14 games over 500. Well, you got the Celtics, 12 games over 500. So I, I, I would not be surprised if the Celtics were able to make it way there. You could see a classic Celtics Buck matchup in the East. Yeah, and we gotta watch out for teams like the Thunder and in, uh, in the West. It's a sneaky team, but they have a they have a winning culture over there. Five when they're on the court is more it's a, it's a unity. Five guys playing, I love it. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway. We are getting ready to uh, transition right now. Uh, we're going to just take a quick uh, one-minute break instead of two minutes. And then we're going to wrap up uh, this uh, show today. Our last golden moment of 2020 in sports. Uh, what memories do we share before everything went down? You'll hear from us coming up next. I'm Charles. That's Reese. Listen on deck on CSR. And we're ready for the home stretch here on On Deck on CSR with me, Charles Prodge, Richie, and of course, Reese the Ruler right now. Uh, right now, we're just getting ready to close right now. As things are slowly getting back to normal, you see uh, the fir- very first sport that came back, I think, was uh, NASCAR. And then you also got golf coming back. And then, of course, NBA and hockey right now. So you got some exciting progress right now. I think the only stalemate right now that might be having some issues that may be uh, threatening to maybe strike or have some difficulty returning is baseball right now. Uh, as you got a lot of players being asked to take some pay cuts right now during everything that's going on. Baseball, just like the NBA, is one of the most powerful unions in sports right now. And they flawlessly handled their labor negotiations uh, this past decade uh, flawlessly. But this is a situation right now where you got some teams like the Meyer Leagues right now who may not even be uh, paying any of their Meyer Leaguers. You got some teams uh, taking care of them. But speaking of which, to end all that, I just want to ask you uh, right now, uh, you fans as well, what was your last shining moment in 2020 as it relates to the sports world? What stood out to you more? Was it, say, like the Super Bowl uh, 55? I already, I already know what it is. It is the All-Star Game in Chicago. That's a good one. Hometown. I had to. That was my Super Bowl. I mean, that to me was yes. my moment. I got the experience. I, I, I went to one of the events, the, the All-Star Roast. Uh, I got to, you know, be a part of the festivities and yeah. see my city come to life. My last time it was here was 88. I, was, I wasn't even born until the next month. Yeah, so, oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so to be there, to experience it, to, like, go to places I went to, like, bars, festivities, that was actually my last time out. So they make it more epic right there. That was my last time out. I watched the All-Star game, so... That has to be in my t- top of 2020 before everything happens. And that's – well, before I answer my question, that's why I say at the beginning of the show the NFL needs to consider doing something right now for the groups that have been protesting and stuff. 
and you know stuff to raise awareness i feel like the way that all-star game i will say to your point just the way they did everything you look at the introduction not only like all the festivities right there you had magic johnson you had pat riley dwayne wade uh nba and tnt there yeah a lot of big time celebrities but aside from that and also people in pop culture and in the industry but the way the all-star game did it even when you look at the introduction of the all-star game because they're always flat out kill it with their introduction their players their coaches all the pregame festivities they did like a historical uh film uh perspective and tribute to like chicago and what was like worldwide you thought about martin luther king right there uh, which is like almost a month earlier right there february is usually black history month right there so they did a good job like emphasizing on that when they're doing it in the intro and, and then, like I said, too, this is the very first All-Star game where I remember in the WoW where they decide not to just, like, uh, total up the entire score from the overall course of the game. They treat each quarter like it was around uh, to hit a significant amount of points, and a lot of that money is being donated. So you didn't really have to worry about too many time limits. They let the players ball out, try and hit those points. That's why I say the NFL needs it to be taking notes as far as, like, little tweaks. You know, that could be one of the things that they can do for their Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people has been saying things about the Pro Bowl and you don't watch it, you don't do it. That can be a great thing. You know, let's not play, you know, we're going to play quarters, this quarter, this, if you win this quarter, then you're going to get to, to this, this team and do it for this charity, this team and do it for that charity. And then, you know, fourth quarter, you know, everything. So, you know, uh, the, 50 yard touchdowns, a bonus, things like that, run backs, and you know, and try to make it. Uh, uh, maybe the run backs are you allow the person to run 10 yards before yeah. they, you know, you can move anywhere, you know, and try to make it to, uh, to uh, you know, more fun and try to earn some money for charities, like you said. So, the Pro Bowl would definitely be a good idea because it's highly watched. I haven't watched the Pro Bowl in years. <laughs> I don't know about you, but. <laughs> I don't even watch it. No more. <laughs> I, it's just the only thing is with the NFL. I mean, unless they're willing to like uh, change, like uh, schedule it, it's just not really meant to be, I guess, for like the NFL as far as with those tweaks. I mean, not that they can't do it, but you got to think about it like this too. The way football does it, this is a team, like when you go for a hard course of a season of 16 games, then the playoffs, and then the way it used to be for like about like 30 years almost basically 30 plus years were was after the Super Bowl yeah yeah pretty much you're rewarding the players going to Hawaii but then they made changes to like having it in and out of Hawaii where they had Orlando uh, Texas or whatever wherever they had it it had some different alternating uh, warm weather sites to be hosting it but I, I just feel like part of the magic and just when you look at the course of the season what they go through with the concussions and the injuries it's not really so much doable. And then the thing is, even if you try to risk doing something like in the middle of October, you know, like we're like we're in the middle of the season, the only problem is right there, you're still kind of like holding your breath, make sure players are not coming out of there injured, overplaying like an exhibition all-star game and that's in a physical sport. Leave it at the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl is not really hard tackling and everything and they don't do things like that. So you can still leave it at the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl happens in February, which is Black History Month. So, yeah. you know, so we did all these months for everybody. Uh, I think 
cancer month, they show cancer and all of, you know, like every month they show something. So, okay, for injustice, since Roger Kendall gave that big speech, we had two big games that, that that's played in, in, in February, the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. So two, two games where you can, you know, uh, um, go ahead and, and donate. So I'm telling you, if you want to do anything, the Pro Bowl is, 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 a, is, a, is a great idea. It's already played anyway. It's light contact. Change the rules a little bit. Tweak it like the NBA did. Play for the quarter. Play for charities. And then you get more viewers, most people supporting it. And uh, maybe it actually means something else. But also, too, they should have just left it alone uh, after 2008. They they shouldn't have, like, uh, like messed around with it and, like, put it before the Super Bowl. I think they should have just left it the way it was after the Super Bowl because you got guys who earn these honors and the tradition of, like, going to, like, a warmer spot where it's, like, a Hawaii or an Orlando or places like that. I, I just feel like when you earn, like, your status right there, it's a little bit more... Okay, to relax and end the season. Because the thing is, you can't be risking any of your Super Bowl teammates who are in the Super Bowl to play a Pro Bowl. I just, I just. Well, you know, they don't play, so if you. Oh, I know they don't. They don't play. If you're in the Super Bowl, then you just, like, like you made it, like, if you made it, but you don't play. No, but I, I, I get that part, but again, my thing is, as a fan. I just, you know, it, it doesn't really feel like an all-star event, Harley. I mean, like, the way it's supposed to be. Because, like, the battles, they go through. I'm just saying, I would like to feel a little bit of that, more of that magic where I could see some of my guys where it's, like, more like a, I don't know, like a Juju Smith-Schuster or maybe a little bit more like a uh, Joe Hayden more so. I just want to see, or even Ben, if he wants to. But again, he's he's already at the end of his road right now. I just just want to see a little bit more fun, just represent something. But to answer your moment, I'm gonna say right now it's a deadlock tie. But I think I'm gonna slightly go this direction. I'm gonna probably have to say the boxing event between Tyson Fury and and uh, what's it called Deontay Wilder for the belt in February. I love the Super Bowl. I thought the Super Bowl was great. It's a deadlock tie with boxing, but I probably still give the edge just slightly to the boxing fight right there because that was a nice little pick-me-up a couple weeks removed after the Super Bowl went down. It happened the week after the All-Star event right there. That was a good hyped-up fight that was uh, marketed well for a long time. Both stories to tell right there. You're looking at a guy like Tyson Fury who dealt with a lot of cocaine, drug addiction along the way who actually literally fell apart in his life after being on top, after being called out for, like, a failing some tests with those addictions he went through. He got popped. He had to be stripped of his titles, I think, back in 2016 or 2017. Had to take some time off. This is a guy who got nearly up to 400 pounds almost at one point. He was poor, I think he said, and I'm not sh- I think he said he was homeless for a brief period, if I'm not mistaken. But for a guy right there to rebalance everything in his life, uh, I mean, just have God reach out to him. Just, I mean, look at everything in his life. Give him a second chance, being surrounded by the right people, still be able to train. And then once shows that he could manage his life, he will still view that like a guy you could still put in the main event. He was able to keep himself clean. He took a lot of chances with boxers. He made a lot of predictions. 
This is a guy who's uh, not afraid to write, write checks and cash them in. And he did that quite a few times. The first match with uh, Deontay Wilder, I did not see. I know that was, I heard that was a controversial fight. Pretty sure. But this one right here, just before everything went down, it was like boxing. It's like you had like a nice dinner, but that was like, this is like one of the nice little desserts right here. You could relax. And it gave me that type of feel. I watched it. Uh, saw him win back the belt right there. He was seeing American Pie in the ring after that. It was just, I felt like that was uh, such a true moment right there. A great moment, a great moment. Yeah, so I said, but the world is opening up. Hopefully we can have more great moments in sports. Basketball, July 31st, let's see how that turned out. And it feels to say they're doing that regular schedule. Hopefully everything calm down with this COVID and we can get you know back to normal very soon. But there's going to be more great, great moments in sports coming. I do feel confident about the NFL coming back, but at the same time, too, it's just going to feel weird just with no fans right now, all the restrictions right now that more city, states, and governments are going to have to clear. I mean, look at a town like Pennsylvania. They're holding off on all their Pittsburgh like uh, teams right now, not permitting anything going on. And, I mean, that's just only be the only thing that's going to sting a little bit. But I tell you what, it's going to probably force a few more people to probably, like, probably like why I buy that Sunday NFL ticket if it still exists this year to like follow your teams. I can definitely see that yeah. making some money for people right there. Probably be probably be giving away for free in your package deal. I wouldn't be surprised, but we'll see there, man. So uh real quick I wanna like uh before we leave, uh, just a quick like little uh five minute wrap here if you want. I wanna like uh talk a little bit more. I know so you got like a show going on that you host uh well another co host on Instagram. I saw a little bit of a preview of it Earlier this week, I thought it was a great Pro Bowl right there. Uh, you have one, this uh, one lady right here. And I just felt it was just so down to earth and so cool right there. I just want to compliment you guys. Uh, my saying it's a little bit more light on uh, when it airs and what you guys like to get into, uh, more or less. Uh, 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 I'm Mr. Ruler. I got a show on Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> it's it's week Wednesdays. It's a little, it's a, it's a controversy. It's more of a, it's like the, I won't say urban, but it's more of a, a youth base. I say from the air ranges from the ages of about eighteen to about thirty-eight, forty-ish. Okay. I would say you know um, it's more about a lot of what's going on uh, uh, relationship-wise. Is uh, there is it's kind of more of the sex of the city vibe at times, but you know it's it's a, it's, a, it's a cool way to, to express your feelings basically a space where, where you can open up and be yourself like a lot of people have questions and you know we as people be afraid to like say it so my show kind of gives you an outlet to just you know be yourself you know don't hide who you are you want to ex express what you're going through in your relationship you know mentally physically sexually it's a place where you can be open no judgment but it's, it's uh, picking up pretty well um, I'm averaging um uh, 1.5k viewers. Nice. Um, over 100 shares. So, uh, my, uh, yeah, my, uh, yeah, so even my promo. That was awesome stuff six, right there. 600 views. For nice. My promo ass. So, it's uh, taking off. I'm about to go do uh, my another promo right after this. I'm, I was actually doing it before this, but yeah. definitely taking off. So, y'all can catch me every every Wednesday. I'm doing, I do a Facebook Live. My name on Facebook is Kimo Sabi. Is uh, I'm sorry, stuck like that. I changed it too many times, but 
you know, K K I M O S A B E. And then you got to put, um, my last name is Hobby. You should see me instantly, but, you know, go ahead and follow, look me up, and um, it's, it should be doing big things, man. So hopefully, hopefully it'll take off, and I can't actually wait to get back into the studio and get this, you know, recorded, edited, so... No, and that, that's why, but uh, I, I will say this. It definitely helps to have those surroundings right there to kind of do with your work. But like I said, I mean, you look at the stuff that we try and work out with doing the remote sh- uh, hosting and stuff. It, it definitely uh, has ways, Bobby. At the same time, too, you know what? That's one good about social media. It's a way to have a platform and the voice things right now. And like I said, I definitely will say this. I felt like this past week, things just seemed to be, got a little bit better as a as it went on. Aside from Sunday, last Sunday that it is. Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel like uh, things started to calm down. But anyway, that's gonna do it for a wrap for today's show. I uh, just want to say uh, our apologies uh, for the technical difficulty. You really we're working on it, but for right now, um, me and uh, DJ uh, just agreed we're just gonna stick with Instagram for oh, for quite some time for right now until we finally get some things figured out with the Facebook Live. Uh, so, not that we won't ever do it again, but for right now, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. Yeah. We'll be back here, guys, Instagram for a little bit of time. But y'all can always catch me on all social media platform, I-S-C-R-3-W-I-N-U-T-I-B-O-L-T and on Facebook at Kimo Sabi. Big Baller is my last name, Hobby. We call Wednesdays, every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Check me in. Promo will be up tonight. Nice. And then you can also follow me, of course, at Prodigy Richie at Ontec CSR. I'm also the host on the Metal Steel Podcast from Mondays and Wednesdays. So as always, leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Be rolling. We gone. Yeah. Thanks a lot, DJ. Yeah.